0: This is a dream, getting the royal scar Holding a diamond blade, throwing it far Holding your breath, still you So many of you are probably thinking, you know, I'm a filmmaker, I make films I have these stories that I tell in my film Well, you can't tell a film without a story. And for all of us out there that wanna just turn the camera on and go, the first thing that we gotta do is we've got to be able to tell that story in a coherent way. Uh, One of my biggest downfalls for writing and directing films is coming up with the idea. I can come up with the idea. I can come up with the the third act. I can I can show you exactly what's going to happen. I can come up with the great setup. I can come up with that on a, on, a, on a dime. Let's see. I've got a fire extinguisher, a hose, and an old set of car parts that don't do anything. And I got a dude and his girlfriend. What can I say? What what what, what kind of story is it? It's easy story. It's great. The The guy is focused on the car parts because he loves his car. The girl doesn't really care about that. She just wants him to pay attention to her instead of that stupid car. So she takes the fire hose, or or she takes the hose, and she sprays him with water. But instead, accidentally sprays the car, causing it to short out on the battery and start a fire. And now he's got to get the fire extinguisher out. To find, man, This is an absolutely terrible story. What the hell is this? It's just a scene, right? It's just a scene. We've all come up with these kind of things in the past where we've, we, we have these great scenes that we've got in our brains and they're walking down the street full of lights and it's all technological. Marvel, boy, I'd love that. And, but then we don't have the meat of the story or we have the end. The, the giant is being taken down by the little guy with a slingshot you know it's an old biblical story right that's a that's a great end but how do you get there you just tell the story about that you can that's a transformers movie be honest with you it has no real no real growth no no character issues nothing going on you can tell just that and it might get you a gig it might show how cool you are as a filmmaker um, but is it going to be anything that hits home? Is it going to be anything that makes people remember who you are? Maybe not. <clears throat> it might. We don't know. I mean, it depends. It's, how good are you, really? How good are you? The, the thing about making films is you got to get sit down and do the work. You got to do the work. You got to put in the crap that you don't want to do. Got to make the second act work and that's where I fail because I'm going to tell stories ah, right? but I only want to tell the beginning of the story and the end of the story and I would just jump over the second act but without a good second act you've got nothing people have to care about your character and if they don't care about your character what have you got absolutely nothing and I, and I say this every episode it's always about character 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 Paul you don't ever talk about anything else yeah I know I don't talk about anything else but and it's the core of your story uh, you' you could have to have a wonderful plot but again if you don't outline it if you don't begin at the be- if you don't start at the beginning begin at the beginning I guess you could begin at the beginning but if you started before then then what would you do but if you don't sit down and and, and plot it out and make it an actual story <clears throat> and hit the beats you've got a problem. And you know, if the, the, everyone talks about the hero's journey, we've always there's a many, 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 many articles on the hero's journey, and now there's another podcast about the hero's journey. There we go. The hero's journey is 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 fairly simple. It's Star Wars. It's uh, Wally. It's three acts and rising action, stress, a mentor, things like that. Those things need to be in your story how can you you know how can you have a story without those things think about it without those things how do you have a story uh even if you're writing a five act or you're writing a seven act structure which is complicated it's not that complicated actually i'm beginning to understand that this five and seven act stories are just breaking down the three act structure into more minute details for those of us who have chronic constipation of of the brain and and can't be, can't get the story out, and I may be one of them. Yeah, you know, who knows? The three-act structure is easy, it goes, it's there, it's done. You get your pole, you got your tent poles of things that are supposed to happen. They're supposed to happen on page this and page that, and, and, and at this time and at that time, these things are supposed to happen. But you know what? I still believe, I firmly believe that if you put yourself in that box every time, you're gonna have a good story. But it's not going to be great. Your characters are going to be good and solid, but they're not going to be great. I really believe <clears throat> that you need both. You have to have the vision of what's going on. And if you're a filmmaker, you've already got that vision. A screenwriter's slightly different story. A screenwriter... Somebody who's uh, really comes from books a lot of times to, wants to write a book. I want to write a novel. Well, writing a novel is a very commendable thing, but it's not a movie. It's a novel, and there's a reason why not everything in the novel makes it to the movie because it's only got two hours, two and a half hours at most and the book's nine hundred pages. Eh, not gonna happen. That's two hundred page menu, a uh, two hundred page script versus a nine hundred page. Manu- uh, 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 manuscript for uh, a novel, you—they don't translate. But when you pick up your camera, what's the first thing you got to do? You got to know what the hell you're shooting. You got to know your basics, and you got to know what you're know what you're shooting. How are you gonna know what you're shooting if you don't have it outlined? If you don't have it prepared? If you don't know what you're up to? Uh, I do this all the time. I go out and I just want to shoot something, so I, uh, I wrangle some people into shooting some stuff, and, oh, that's pretty cool. Now I've got a scene that, acts, that doesn't do anything. doesn't apply to anything. I can't use it in anything. It doesn't tell a story. It doesn't give us a, anything to, to, to go off of. It's just a dude erasing a chalkboard or something like that or, you know, whatever. <clears throat> the three-act structure is a great place to start, Make sure that you can you understand how that three-act structure works, where the pitfalls are, where the, the ups and downs are, where your little things... Make sure you're doing these little things throughout. <clears throat> I don't believe that they need to happen on the exact page numbers as something like Save the Cat says... Um, if you wanna have a marketable story that you can sell to a studio, then yes, it needs to happen on those pages, it needs to be all this and you need to reference, blah, 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 blah. Because the people you're telling you're selling this thing to are not filmmakers. They are business people. Business people wanna see that if I make widget A, advertise widget A to be a good ad or if I'm business people wanna see that if I make widget A and I make widget B, then Widget A needs to be advertised to be used with widget B so that way it can make more money. And that's all they know. And they know the the numbers behind it. Human beings love numbers. They love watching numbers add up. But what's the last thing that you want to do in your script? In my opinion, the last thing you want to do in a story, a good story, is to lay everything out where everything goes from A, B, C, D, 1, 2, 3, 4. That's the last thing you want to do. Because somebody like me is going to read ahead. All I got to do is read a little bit of it. And if you're that methodical and that mathematical about it, I'm going to know exactly where you're going. And that's a problem. Because that means it's not interesting. That means the audience is going to pick up on it. And what are they going to do? They're going to be like, yeah, same old story I've seen before. Let's go watch one of the better. Let's go watch Godfather. Let's go watch Star Wars. They're the exact same story. And and at least that I've got... Pacino and, and and Harrison Ford, right? What, what do you care? Why would we need to have something that's the exact same? Well, we don't. And, and that's one reason why the movies all seem kind of stale these days. TV show gets real stale real quick, especially a show like NCIS. <clears throat> it's a good show. I like it. It's well put together. The actors are good. The writing's fair. Um, but when you take that Take something like NCIS and you apply it to something like the new Magnum PI on CBS, it becomes a piece of crap. It becomes garbage. The writers phone it in. They don't have to use their brains anymore. They're not a, they're in a box. And sometimes when you box people in, they get very creative because they're trying to get out of it, not because they're trying to play within it. <gasps> the new the, the new The new Magnum PI is full of on-the-nose dialogue and it's absolute crap. You can set your watch by it. You know exactly what's gonna happen when and where. It's like the old Law & Order, the original Law & Order and its last season, when they were in the courtroom and you heard the music, the dark music, the stress music start to come up, then you you knew for a fact that that was the end and you could stop watching if you already knew the outcome. Right, <clears throat> so when you're making a film, I'm trying to be a little co- cohesive and coherent here, when you're making a film, if you if you got something that you want to shoot, you're gonna have to build a little bit of story, a little bit of story around it. Anyway, you want to make sure your characters empathetic, right? You want to make sure the audience cares about what's what happening to that character, and you also want to think about how is this going to flow within the film itself the story itself the story is it going to flow is it going to make sense is it going to make me want to actually continue watching is it going to be something that has an impact on me so that means planning write it all down make sure it's all there should i you know some people say should i even write a script i've got a script but i don't need to put that much into a script i got i'm a guy can know how to shoot i can do after effects well, I, I'm sure you can, and a lot of other people can too. But you, the people who really come to the top are the ones that spend a little bit more time on their story, making sure that it's right, that people are interested, that it makes makes a difference in people's lives when they're done watching it. Whether it's be that they're now happy <clears throat> because they have their entertainment, or they had an epiphany, or whatever. You, you, you know. Something like that needs to be done. Speaking of making a difference in people's lives, you know, something that's missing from film these days is the fact that we no longer make films to make a point. Um, Back in the 70s and 80s, and all the way back through time, really, when somebody wrote a story, it was about their opinion a lot of times. You know, we're not talking about GoldenEye or anything like that. We're talking about... uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Um, we're talking about um, um, we're talking about the grapes of wrath, things like that. These people wrote these books, and then you know, it, it doesn't matter your political views. Ayn Rand, same way. These people who wrote these books, they didn't write them to tell a great story for the sake of the story. They had an opinion. They had a point they wanted to make underneath it all. And maybe that's what we're missing. Maybe that's what we're missing in today's in, in today's cinema and TV. that nobody's trying to make an actual point uh, about life and how things are going. Or maybe the points everybody feels that every maybe everyone feels that their lives are perfect and everything's the way it should be. And they're, when they do rail against something, it's the same old crap we've heard people rail about for the past 30 years. I, I'm not interested in hearing about your gay revolution because that's over. We've already had it. Yes, there are people out there who are assholes I understand that but your gay revolution is over Most people are accepted for what they want to be now. It's not even a bad word anymore. No one cares If you if you are or you aren't and if they do they've got the problem not you So you see what I'm saying? There's nothing to there's nothing to speak about. Slavery has gone um, You know Documentaries are, are focused on just arbitrary crap these days, uh, a lot of times. And that's what I I, I want to see something that means something. Give me something that means something. I don't, I don't want to see something that's just the same old drudgery that we've had for the past 30 years. Find, find a new p- perspective, especially those of you who want to make a documentary. Find me a new perspective. Show me where someone's wrong that everyone thinks is right. And I don't mean just one side of the story. I mean, somebody that everybody thinks is right. Attack that, you know? Let's do the old scientist to hypothesize that these people are actually wrong when everybody thinks they're right. And attack it that way. Say something. If you're gonna do a film, show the guy that's, um, show the guy that you hate. And make him the make him the, the good character. Make make him redeem himself. Not redeem himself to be like you, but who that character would need to be to be a better person. You know, do that. Let's see something better. Let's give a little bit more thought. Let's that's not the same old tropes over and over and over again. That's what that's what we need. That's what we need to see. As people, as a society, that's what Sherlock Holmes was about Uh, in a weird way. It was about using science instead of mysticism because back then mysticism was the thing now and then it was a turn into science. So it was, he was saying something about his undertone was about science will win. Logic is the ruler of these things, not this mysticism. And you know what? It's probably mostly right, but there is something to say about the mysticism. So maybe put the mysticism back in, right? Find, find that way of looking at things. Um, you know, it, it. I'm not saying that you go out and make a, a movie about pedophiles and how they're just people too, and that's not gonna be any good. No one wants to see that because that's not right. But at the same time, maybe there's a hint of truth in something similar to that that you could find something to talk about, and 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 instead of being a pedophile, maybe it's just. You know, a 60-year-old man and a 21-year-old woman that uh, they meet and they just can't help themselves and everybody gives the normal reaction to it. And you're right about that. That's something that we you know, haven't seen in a long time. It's very strange. Everybody thinks it's weird, but whatever. It's not weird. We're human beings. Let's move on. But those are the kind of things that we don't see anymore. You know, it's like if government's too big or too small, we should, that's the subject you should pick on, rather than the political arguments of the sides that are involved in actual politics today. Because if government's too big or too small or whatever, then the entire government has to be in on it, even if there are people who oppose it. It's the people who oppose it that might need a voice. When Are they wrong? I don't know. But it's the opinion that of that you have that counts when you're making the movie that you're making. It has nothing to do with my opinion, but anyway, I digress, but I think that's what we're looking for. We used to have such an affinity for being offended and now we're just offended for no reason. It takes all, and we have an affinity. Now we're just offended for no reason. And and, and it takes all of the teeth out of being offended now when someone's offended, it's just like, whatever. Because people are offended by things. Some things are, are righteous and then you should be offended about, and some things aren't. And if it's something that's really not that offensive or you're kind of halfway making it up, that's first world problems, my friend. There's people out there that can't eat because all they have is dirt and no water and malaria. You know what I'm saying? Why? Why... Why are you so damn offended? And I think because we're offended at so many little things, this is very possible that our culture is suffering from it, which in turn means that our movies and television is suffering. If everyone's offended about all the little things, then the offend people who are offended have no teeth and the ones that are it doesn't give you anywhere to go back in the day in the Vietnam War that was a big thing to rail against war what's a good for oh yeah I understand that. Unfortunately war is necessary because we're people but whatever right the back then in the 70s war meant something else besides just Richard Nixon and that other cat it meant something else besides that the LBJ was a jerk but he was also a Democrat who got us out of Vietnam? Nixon did. Technically, we forget that conveniently, who got us into Vietnam. That would be Kennedy, right? So both sides are the cause of the war. Nixon ramped up the bombing. For those of you who don't know your Vietnam history, go read a book. That's all I can say. Nixon ramped up up the bombing. Uh, Johnson put all the troops in. And it all started from Kennedy, who was supposed to be the greatest president of all time. He started one of the worst wars of the last part of the ninth, or of the uh, 20th century, for, as far as Americans are concerned. That goes to my point about the governments being too big or too small. Don't, don't attack it from the normal position. And it could be food. You could be talking about cars. You could be talking about microphones. You could be talking about anything maybe you should look at it from a different different point of view and make your film from that direction and you might actually be on to something because nobody's doing it these days everybody's doing the same old stuff and I know this is just a rant this is me just going off talking like crap being all crazy but filmmaking is about what matters to you as an individual film, let, me, let me say that again filmmaking and storytelling is about what matters to you as an individual find the thing you're most passionate about and use that as your fuel for the writing the best story you can my name is paul g newton and uh, my little rant here about uh, writing and filmmaking i guess i don't know has been brought to you by me paul g newton because uh, i'm the only one listening sometimes I think there might be a few people listening. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that. Go to my website, check it out, look around, read my blog, buy some stuff if you want. Uh, In the future, we're about to come out with a, in probably next month or so, we're going to come out with a place where you can actually go and buy filmmaking equipment directly from my site. Now, this is going to be the cheap stuff. This is going to be the entry-level stuff. But I'm going to try to use all of them. And I'm going to give reviews on them when I get them. So you're going to see if these things are any good. They're sold on my website. They're mostly from China. You know what they are. It's going to be things like newer, film city, things like that. These are the cheap things that us guys can use whenever we're making a film. And we've only got 30 bucks, right? Great stuff. It's coming up soon. We just got to get some things going on with that. Um, Also, my charity that I run is the Arts and Entertainment Council. We help independent filmmakers make independent film and people who want to learn screenwriting and people who want to learn how to act i hold acting classes locally here about uh, four times a year actually Uh, check that out arts and entertainment council you can use uh, a link uh, on amazon that will help donate when you buy stuff it's actually pretty cool Um, i actually do a lot of stuff for filmmaking that i just don't tweet just don't you know Get out there and tell everybody about But I'm glad that you listened today If you have any questions Want to know anything Want me to cover something special Or just want my opinion Or you want me to be quiet Send me an email And let me know Because that's who I am And that's what I do I listen to people's emails Because I I make the computer read them out loud Anyway, talk to you later My name's Paul Do me a favor Go film something